0: ever think about just how weird an omelette is? Hi everyone, my name is Jordan Reed.
1: And I'm Lindsay Reed.
0: And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff.
1: Each week we talk about things like cryptozoology.
0: Why are omelettes so weird?
1: Urban legends.
0: I mean it's like a little egg house.
1: True crime.
0: Or like an egg blanket.
1: Anything spooky related.
0: Omelettes are weird. Right?
1: I, gu- I guess.
0: Yeah, they are. Well, every single week since we, well, I every single week since omelets were invented, Lindsay and I will both research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go make an omelet, and I will go make a different type of omelet, and then we reconvene inside of our house and talk about what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to our holiday omelet crew great thank you
1: (laughs) i will dedicate my portion of the show to amulets because that sounds like omelet but it's way cooler
0: and it's kind of like a kind of spooky stuff i guess an amulet
1: sure magic maybe
0: isn't an amulet like a little trinket
1: i yeah i think or it's like a little yeah
0: like a trinket
1: yeah or like a little pendant or like you know i don't know
0: i don't know either i don't
1: know what it is
0: Well, speaking of little trinkets, uh, we want to start off this episode by saying thank you very much to, we found out, who sent us gifts. It was our friend Dana sent us some fun gifts in the mail for the holidays. And uh, I got an automaton and then Lindsay got some nightcrawler stuff.
1: Yeah, I got some really cute little Fresno nightcrawlers.
0: Now, Lindsay's are cuter than mine, but mine makes noise. I don't know if you can hear this. Yeah, you can, I'm sure. It's very loud. (laughs) It's my automaton. You have to learn
1: how to play like a fun song on it.
0: Oops. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to play chestnuts roasting on an open fire and it was so bad. I feel
1: like I heard you downstairs trying to play the Jurassic Park theme song or the the May, I don't
0: know. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, very hard to play an automaton, but they're fun to look at. So thanks Dana and Steph for the gifts.
1: Yeah, it was they're very really nice. awesome.
0: So it's this is I guess this is our holiday episode?
1: Yeah. Uh holidays, they're coming up quick.
0: Faster than most years, I think.
1: Yeah, because most years you don't live just in your bubble. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> do we do anything for the ho- I mean like I feel like we've done some holiday shows before. This really the only reason why this show is our holiday show is because it just kind of falls within this holiday time.
1: Yeah. But
0: we're not really doing anything that holiday special, I don't think. No,
1: just kind of the same old, same old. Um, trying
0: to think of stuff. You made cookies today. That's holiday style.
1: Yeah, I made cookies from like, what, 10 a.m. till I'm still making them.
0: Right now, literally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even completed my last set of cookies. And what, it's like five?
0: Yeah, it's five. I guess I'm having a seltzer water. That's kind of... Kind of holiday style.
1: Yeah, this is a really cool episode.
0: It's a really cool episode, and it's a cool show. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I think I'm first this week, and I do have kind of some holiday things. Okay, not. I mean, a little bit. Not really. Oh. I kind. Of, I kind of am like all over the map with my topic. Okay. S-
0: Topics. Yeah. I thought you were I thought you were you turned into a snake.
1: I, I did turn into a snake.
0: Hey, really quick. No, I'll do it at the top of my thing because I don't want to jeopardize any more time because I get excited about something really quick. Okay. So hey, I say go for it.
1: Okay, you're gonna forget though. Uh, We'll see. Yeah, what was the thing that you said? last episode that you're like, I'm gonna do it every time. It and was this.
0: It was what I was about to do. Oh yeah. yeah. You remember?
1: Did it ha- with numbers? Do
0: you want me to just do it really quick? Sure. Okay. Well like I said uh in our last episode, I cannot talk and type. Let me just do this. I already messed I already messed it up. Okay. I finished uh typing and I misspelled the word number uh probably six times. Yeah. Because for some reason I don't like using autocorrect. Doesn't matter why. I just okay. I don't I'm not a puppet. Uh, but, okay. anyway, but I said I was going to do the angel numbers all the way up until 150. Yeah. Because 150 is a big episode, I guess. I mean, it's, you know, 150.
1: It's not 100 and it's not 105. It's 150.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is, our, this is our 140th episode. So the angel number 140 means, according to the World Wide Web, angel number 140 is a sign from your guardian angels that change is about to enter your life. Your guardian angels are telling you that chance, nope, your guardian angels are telling you that change is a good test and that you should not be afraid to make it. It is time for you to try out new things and make the changes that you have been talking about. So take that, hmm. Earth. Take that, universe. Okay. Take that, uh, Saturn in retrograde or whatever.
1: <laughs> Saturn, the car company and the renegade. Huh? The Renegade cars.
0: Oh, who makes those?
1: I don't know. Yeah,
0: who cares? Too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think Saturn's a business anymore. <laughs> I don't think you can get a Saturn car anymore.
0: Hey, welcome to Beep Beep. It's a little. It's a mini <laughs> podcast within our within Spooky Spouses where we talk about cars. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I also don't think Saturn is a car company anymore, Lens.
1: Anyways, is
0: that the first episode of Beep Beep done?
1: Yeah, it's that's it.
0: Well, beep you later.
1: It's called. Uh, I don't think they make that car anymore.
0: That's your segment? Yeah. Cool. My segment is that I actually changed the brake light with the brake lights in my car today and I felt like a strong, powerful
1: person. Great. So I have some random topics today because I feel like there's just a bunch of weird stuff going on and I couldn't pick one thing. And I'll just give you little snippets about everything.
0: I love when you bring in little, bring in little random topics because it's like this is holiday themed. Like when mm-hmm. you go to a holiday party and there's all the little canapes, all the little finger foods.
1: Yeah. So this is
0: like little finger foods.
1: Well, I feel like we cannot talk, or just like not talk about the fact that they busted or cracked the Zodiac killer. That's right. Coding. That's um, right. I do have. I mean, I probably don't have to read the whole thing on here because I'm sure people have already seen it or they can look it up. But a 46-year-old software developer from Virginia said that the 340 like symbols are known as a transposition cipher.
0: You're just your classic transposition cipher. Yeah, there's a
1: bunch of big words most ciphers used today by computers, rely on mathematics to scramble messages. Basically, he just tried to be. He was just trying to figure this out. He's been doing it since two thousand and six.
0: That's a long time.
1: Yeah, and he downloaded an app that helped him do it too. <laughs> so I was like, okay, great. But
0: he downloaded the Goat Soundboard, and somehow that helped him do it.
1: Yeah, but you can read the whole cipher. It's really weird and cryptic. Basically, he's not who everybody thought he was. Uh, yada yada yada. He doesn't care about death.
0: You know. Just your typical stuff.
1: The norm. Okay, so kind of holiday-ish, um, breaking booze, two police officers that were undercover as Santa Claus and his elf huh? helped <laughs> arrest a suspected car thieves outside a shopping center in Riverside, California.
0: That's really nice. I'm glad they caught the car thieves.
1: Yeah, there's actually pictures of Santa and his elf just arresting these guys. I think,
0: I guess that's a pretty good undercover I guess I was gonna say costume, but I think when it's Santa and an elf, that's a costume, right? Yeah. So what a good undercover costume. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's a very obvious one, what but not. You? It's like too obvious that it works.
0: Yeah, exactly. I really like that. What would you? What would you if you needed to be an undercover police officer or whatever in plain sight? Mm-hmm. What would you go as?
1: Um, Rihanna.
0: That's very good.
1: Yeah. Just like a really bad looking Rihanna.
0: Is that Rihanna or is that La- I don't know? It's hard to tell. Kinda. <laughs> I hey, would do. I would do like maybe uh, an Easter bunny. No, that's dumb. Well, I that's would. Well, that's
1: kind of going with like the Santa Claus and the elf yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: mine stinks.
1: You can come up with something better. Maybe like what about a tiger at one of the zoos?
0: I would be a tiger at a zoo. Yeah, I would.
1: Okay. Speaking of kind of animals, um, the next story that I have is there is a grouper fish named Miko. And Miko lives in an aquarium in Finland. And they noticed that Miko was acting really sad and depressed and not really wanting to eat his food. Okay. And they realized that he was really sad because he had recently just got in trouble and got moved his tank.
0: Wait, Miko got in trouble?
1: <laughs> Miko the grouper fish...
0: I've never heard of a fish getting in trouble and being put on timeout.
1: Well, he got put on timeout because they tried to put him with other fish and he ate them all. Okay. Well. So, they put him on timeout and he was sad and he wasn't eating anymore and he was depressed. Okay. Because he ate all his friends.
0: Okay. So, Um, he was sad. He didn't have any friends left.
1: Yeah. So, he was depressed. So... The people that work at the aquarium were like, well, we don't want Miko to be sad, so we're going to throw him a birthday party.
0: Oh, my God. we, huh? <laughs> Must be a little bit slow at the, at the zoo, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, they actually found out. I don't know how they did research on this, but they actually okay. found out that Miko the grouper fish was, in fact, sad, and he was eating his friends because he was sad about not seeing people come into the aquarium because of the pandemic. how, (laughs) How do you find that out? Well, I guess they did some tests. And when more people would frequent and see Miko, Miko would basically become happier and happier and eat again. So Miko got really sad because no visitors were coming to see Miko and so he ate his friends so about he ate it? his friends <laughs> okay and then they moved to a tank by itself and miko is still sad so they gave miko a birthday party even though it's not his birthday <laughs> <laughs> wait
0: did they say it was a birthday party
1: they called it a birthday party but basically- just call
0: it a party how does the fish know if it's its birthday or not i don't
1: know it seems like miko has a lot of
0: feelings it seems like miko is really smart but also just call it a party if it's not the fish's birthday it's just a party then it's just a party
1: well anyways to cheer him up they had a party and uh, Miko started eating again. Its health went back up. Great. And they even gave Miko a salmon cake.
0: <laughs> well, wait a minute. So they just, they just enabled Miko to eat more fish?
1: Well, I guess if Miko's already eating his friends, then... Oh, and
0: I guess fish eat other fish.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's pretty normal, but... That would be
0: like if you and I got in trouble because we were sad because whatever, and we started eating people we knew... And they put us in timeout, and they went, okay, you've been really, you've, you've been good. Here's a little human cake. Yeah. They would. Okay. But it's different because fish eat fish.
1: Right. right. Fishy fish. Yeah. Fishy fish. So Miko was doing better.
0: What a strange story. And I get like, sometimes you and I, sometimes you and I bring in stories that are like, how is this, how is this spooky? But then I, (laughs) but then I think about it. Fish cannibalism. And Miko, well, I guess it's spooky and also it's strange it's and unusual. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's unusual for sure.
1: Well, the fact that that fish had emotional feelings to not having visitors. Yeah. but Like it's very unusual that they were doing research on a fish being sad from not seeing people.
0: Well then, fish usually send people mixed messages because when we've been to aquariums, I feel like the fish could not care less. <laughs> they have
1: no connection. But
0: maybe upstairs they're like, you know, don't let them know that I, you know, we're happy they're here.
1: Well, I guess we haven't met Miko though.
0: That's true, and that's a powerful message for everybody.
1: Uh, my next topic that I have is well, the headline is squirrel beer,
0: squirrel beer,
1: and gin.
0: What? Ant gin?
1: And poop wine.
0: Uh, okay. I was basically <laughs> on board until the last one.
1: You can get all of these things. No. Who would want to buy
0: poop wine?
1: <laughs> At a food museum.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Gin brewed with ants.
0: I, I, I would drink that.
1: Poop. <laughs> wine no. <laughs> not just one sentence is poop wine period <laughs> whale testicle beer flavored. hey
0: <laughs> okay
1: and smoked dung of an Icelandic sheep who
0: what do you buy that for
1: um, it's actually, a white elephant
0: gift exchange
1: <laughs> it's a no people make these it's a new exhibit at a food museum in Malamo, Sweden. Now, I probably didn't say that right. It's probably like, because it's got like fancy little dots above the O and oh, stuff. Yeah. So when, oh, yeah.
0: When, whenever... It's Swedish,
1: so it probably just sounds like a squealing noise. Okay, sure. I... <laughs> <laughs> or something. Like, I don't know.
0: Whenever whenever I come across like the little dots or, oh wait, that's an umlaut, or any other thing that affects a vowel that we don't have,
1: mm-hmm. I always
0: just go, ah, uh, I'm not, I can't do that.
1: Well, it's a, it's a museum in Sweden. You can get yeah. these things.
0: Yeah. Well, um, who, first of all, who wants to buy poop wine?
1: I don't know. Um. You can also get maggot cheese from Sardinia. Gross. Icelandic fermented shark flesh. Um, okay.
0: That's a thing I've heard about that one.
1: That sounds terrible. And Peruvian frog smoothies.
0: Oh, you know, right before you said smoothies, I was like, I would eat, you know, I've I've had frog legs before. I would eat some frog. But frog in smoothie form, I don't think I would eat that.
1: Yeah. Or drink that. Mm, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not a thing. I would even consider. No.
0: It's like, you know, people look for like, ooh, what's like the kind of silly things on a menu? But if you were scrolling through a menu and you're like, okay, there's like, they have like five different burgers. This is like where they like showcase all their weird chicken stuff. They have, oh, poop wine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, frog smoothie? I'm good.
1: Well, the highlight is a Scottish beer that is the strongest beer in the world. It's a staggering 55% alcohol by volume.
0: Okay. That's okay. That's enormous. So it's,
1: a, so it's 55% alcohol by volume, um, which usually an average beer is about 4.5%. You know, okay, whatever. Strongest beer in the world, no big deal. Uh, The fun part about it is that you get it served out of a taxidermy squirrel.
0: Oh, I would do that one.
1: Yeah, I guess it's supposed to do something for the flavor.
0: It makes it taste like old squirrel.
1: Do you think it's like nuttier?
0: Okay, well that was a funny joke. And yes, (laughs) I do. I think it tastes. I mean, it might. I don't know. I think it's nuttier, and um, yeah, that's all I really got to say. I would drink that one for sure. I if, Out like, of the squirrel? Yeah, totally. If, if, if things are being served out of a taxidermied thing, yes, that's because that is, you know, you think of Iron Chef or whatever, and they're like, plating design, wow, originality, I, five out of five, but if Bobby Flay were to serve some <laughs> weird drink in a taxidermied squirrel head... Five out of
1: five. I guess.
0: Yeah, I would do that one. All the other ones I don't want. I
1: wonder if they have the head on the squirrel.
0: I hope so. I hope it comes out of the mouth. Because, like, if you have
1: to drink, yeah, I mean, hopefully the head's intact. Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what is this? Wait, what even is this museum? It's just, like, gross stuff for...
1: It's just a food museum. So right now they have an exhibit where it's just, like, really unusual stuff.
0: Come see terrible food, <laughs> terrible food at the food museum.
1: It's actually a lot of this stuff is illegal in the United States. Surprise, surprise.
0: Yeah, poop wine probably.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, because they just don't think that it's drinkable, even though they have said <laughs> that it's drinkable. But America is basically like that has an offensive odor and taste. And we know we don't want anything to do with it.
0: The thing that, that now I'm not trying to be rude, but the thing that kind of steers me away from wanting to drink this is because it's called poop wine.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of that, there is a like head director of this museum okay. and they said, um, quote, unsurprisingly, this so-called poop wine <laughs> smells horribly bad during production as well. I
0: don't I don't know why anyone would need to make poop wine.
1: I don't know like why they do it. I mean they talk about the the ants and the gin and how they distill a bunch of ants and the thing. It looks really cool in the bottle because like they put ants like in the like kinda like tequila has the worm. Like they have ants in it. I would drink that. It's called anti gin. That's fun. Um, <laughs> it's a really, really cool looking bottle. It it goes on and on about how they make it and what's going on with it. But you know, I think I know enough.
0: Yeah. Like I okay, I would drink Aunt Gin. I would but I mean really there's not a lot of stuff in that museum that or that stuff that you've talked about that I would wanna no. smell or taste.
1: I just want to know what else they have there. I don't. I'm okay. <laughs>
0: i'm fine with knowing well, what, if what it's you told food, me if
1: it's a food museum like okay this new exhibit is weird and unusual stuff but like there are oh. other stuff could you imagine going there not knowing about this new exhibit right and you go in <laughs> and you're like oh my god this is some of the world's best cheese and this is like the best wine ever and all this stuff and then you get to the new exhibit and you're like poop wine pardon me excuse poop? me poop, poop I'm wine? not gonna drink that out of a squirrel
0: <laughs> I would like to think that someone who bragged to their friends that were that was like oh yeah I know a lot about wine and they don't they their their friends took them to this museum and they were smelling the wine and drinking it pretending to know a lot about it and like trying to play it cool like it was not the most disgusting thing they've ever had right that would be funny to think That's you, funny.
1: people pro- more people than you think probably try to do that it's gr- do like I'll do it Puff their shoulders up.
0: I'll drink the poop wine. I'll drink poop wine. I'm pretty sad in general, so I'll drink the poop wine to impress my friends.
1: <laughs> it comes out of your butt. Why can't it go in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Logic Larry.
0: Logic Larry.
1: Uh, the last little story that I have, like I don't have a lot of stuff, but um, the last one I have, <laughs> I think you're going to really like.
0: Okay, cool. Well, I like I, well, even though it was gross and <laughs> yucky, I liked poop wine.
1: Um, and I don't know if you saw this, because I actually saw it on Instagram. Oh. So basically, a 12-year-old in the UK got his DJ equipment confiscated after he held a rave in the boys' bathroom at his school.
0: I did see that.
1: <laughs> um, did you read it, though?
0: I did not read it.
1: A uh, 12-year-old DJ Kael Bell. Okay. Um, he organized the rave in the boys' bathroom at his school in Manchester, England on December 11th. Basically, he promoted everything on Snapchat, set up the Ugh. lights, and offered refreshments.
0: That's so radical.
1: <laughs> 30 minutes into his set, teachers broke up the party and confiscated his lights and sound equipment. But Rude. That following Monday, um, a British DJ and producer, Charlie Sloth... Um, announced that he had actually contacted Cahill's mom.
0: Oh, radical.
1: And is sending him all new equipment. That's great. (laughs) Because he's like, no, I don't care if they took your stuff away. Props to you, and I'm sending you new stuff.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's so great. Like, have a rave in the bathroom. Just boogie down. (laughs)
1: Like, it's not great. But you know what? Things aren't great right now. So No. I mean, I don't know why they would take his stuff. Like, okay, I understand getting in trouble. You're not supposed to be doing it. You're in school. But to take his stuff. Yeah,
0: give him his stuff.
1: Don't take. That's that's expensive equipment.
0: It's probably very expensive stuff. I remember I wanted to I wanted to get into turntabling when I was in 8th grade. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't because it was hard. <laughs> and then I feel like Did
1: you get any turntables or no? No,
0: but my my dad was patient enough to take me to Sam Ash, that music store. Yeah. And we'd go to Sam Ash and I'd go to the, like the little DJ center and I would try these turntables and it just sounded horrific. It's really hard. Yeah. Really hard. And for an 8th grader, so props to this kid being what, 12 or 11 you said?
1: He's 12. Yeah.
0: That's so radical. Holding a rave for your friends.
1: Well, I just like his whole setup. I mean, he had it planned. He did promotion. He got, you know, his lights, his equipment and refreshments, and he was just hanging out. Like he had it planned and ready to go.
0: I would just like to think seeing that on Snapchat as a 12-year-old, knowing that because like what what is that? Middle school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Middle school. When when you were in middle school, or at least when I was in middle school, I can't speak for everybody, but it was always so exciting when there was something cool and secretive going on, like a cool hangout or whatever. Now, I never got invited to a rave in a bathroom when I was twelve, but I could just imagine how much how excited I would be.
1: Oh yeah. To go
0: just like, well, I gotta learn all these new dance moves now. And like you <laughs> you, you you like practice
1: you, in your bedroom. You
0: practice and you're like popping and locking, like what about this one?
1: But back when we were younger, pop and lock wasn't a thing.
0: No, it really wasn't a thing. I it don't know like, what even was a thing.
1: Boogie down.
0: Yeah, it was boogie down style. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cut a rug.
0: Yeah, it was I mean we were born.
1: <laughs> born in the fifties,
0: but it was swing dancing in
1: the cool in the
0: cool hot jazz clubs.
1: I kind of like it. I do have other stuff. I mean, this is holiday-ish though. Okay, do it in the Welsh Christmas holiday tradition. Mary Laud, a horse skull, visits your home singing rhymes outside your door. The horse skull, decorated with ribbons and jewels, is mounted upon a pole carried by a person hidden under the cloth. It's believed to bring you good luck to those who it's homes that it visits.
0: Oh, that's really fun.
1: Um, the person inside the home is expected to sing back with excuses why the laud cannot come in. And it goes back and forth until someone gives up. If the person in the house cannot respond back, they have to invite the horse skull in to partake in their food and drinks and gift giving.
0: <laughs> I really like the whole idea of convincing a skull not to come in your house.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just goes from house to house. And it's like, you have to sing, like, you have to basically rap battle me. Yeah. To let me in. And if I win, then I get to come eat your stuff.
0: I like that a lot.
1: And then I go to the next house.
0: You want to try it really quick, back and
1: forth? I guess. But for okay. what though? Like, why? Well, just like. You can't come over here? Yeah.
0: So, okay. So I'm the horse? Sure. Okay. And I want to come into your house. Yeah. So I don't know how we sing it or what we do, but I don't know. I guess we'll just go go for it. Hey, Lindsay, can I eat your food?
1: Hey, I don't know who you are. Can you please go away?
0: (laughs) No, sorry, can't do that, but I'm a horse and I heard you have food in your house. I'd like to eat it.
1: Okay, let me ask you what is your (laughs) least favorite food?
0: My least favorite food are canned black olives. Don't like them.
1: Oh, well, looks like that's all we're having, so you probably don't want to come in here.
0: Prove it, please. Can you show me your olives?
1: There's every kind of olive (laughs) everywhere. It's all everywhere.
0: Peace out. (laughs) I win. You won. Yeah, that was a good thing we
1: did. Yeah, I tricked you. I was like, just have olives up in here. Sorry.
0: (sighs) Can you imagine if all your snacks were olives? Yeah. That's a lot.
1: That's a lot of olives.
0: Anyways, well, Linz, thanks for all your fun stories.
1: Yeah, you're welcome.
0: They were very fun and nice, and I liked hearing about them. Oh, good. Yeah, thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Should let's... we head on over to Haunted Housekeeping? Yeah, Got I gonna... cleaned up for the holidays?
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what's up? But yeah, I think that's a good idea. We'll just, oh, okay. we'll just head there.
1: We can talk about it later. Okay, cool. Okay.
0: All right. Well, we will see each and every one of you in the festive Haunted Housekeeping Zone in three, two, one. Well, yeehaw, saddle up partners and hop on your haunted headless horse and welcome to the haunted housekeeping zone. Why don't you come along with us? If you have any questions regarding haunted headless horses, a cryptid that you once saw and behind your house,
1: maybe just a cupboard that keeps talking to you.
0: If there's a particular pair of shoes that when you put on, you see nothing but ghosts
1: or an Ikea table that you just can't seem to put together by yourself.
0: If you're dealing with any of these things specifically or anything just kind of spooky and unexplainable and you want to ask us about it or even just tell us, you can. You can call our haunted hotline the the phone number is 803-816.
1: 2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. That's the scarier number and I like that one better.
0: That's fine. And that's just Lindsay's preference. You can call our haunted hotline or text it any time of day or any time of night and please don't worry, it will go directly to voicemail so you don't have to talk to a human being at all.
1: We'll do our best to give you probably mediocre advice or maybe you just want to have us talk about it. We can talk about it.
0: Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 667 or...
1: 803-816-BOOZE. And if you happen to be
0: looking for some really spooky but also extremely fashion-forward pants or shorts or just drip in general, you can check out our friends over at Native Language Clothing.
1: It's spooky cozy season, so why not have spooky cozy drip?
0: Yeah, you can get yourself a really cool hoodie and matching shorts and wear them around your house when you're just, you know, having a pumpkin spice Latte with almond milk.
1: They have like Sherpa shorts and they're tie dye so it's like the best of both worlds.
0: You can go to nativelanguageclothing.com or check out their Instagram, Native Language Clothing, and do some clicking and some scrolling. And at checkout, you can use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase, and get 30% off your entire order. And that's a lot of percent off.
1: That's a spooky sale.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. So again, that's Native Language Clothing. Use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase at checkout, and get 30% off
1: you have your comfy native language shorts on and you're like, you know, I just need a really cool spooky shirt to go with this, you can go check out our friends at discountcemetery.com There you'll find things like Kubrick stuff, the burbs, and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, which is a super cool shirt.
0: Or you can just literally get a shirt that says cemetery on it.
1: I did. Lindsay did. And it's wonderful. So check out our friends at Discount Cemetery on Instagram, Twitter, or .com.
0: Our show is a proud member of the Scavengers Network family of podcasting friends and podcasting podcasters. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out some of the other great shows on the network. Or you can go to spookyspousescast.com, do some scrolling around, check out some of our cool merch on there that Lindsay designed. And then from there, you can also check out the Scavengers Network website.
1: Sounds great.
0: And as always, we would like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show, for supporting our show, and most importantly, for telling people about our show.
1: Thank you, Spooky Buddies, and stay spooky.
0: And now, here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear and tell you about the comedy podcast Unnatural 20s. Do we really want to limit ourselves to just saying we're only a comedy podcast? You're right. We have a lot to offer, like intellectual conversations. Well, did you guys know Australia once lost a war entirely to emus? Do you think emus frown upside down because they're in Australia?
1: Like they're below the equator.
0: Yeah, duh health and fitness pasta
1: is great but you usually have a lot of extras but have no fear thigh warmed pasta is here plot the bag of leftover pasta
0: on your thighs and eat those puppies like popcorn we have microwaves i have thighs you know what actually we can never decide what we're going to talk about and that's why we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a d20 so download unnatural 20s on your favorite podcast app and roll with us every monday Welcome back, everybody, or uh, maybe I'll say in robot, welcome back, everyone. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Ha, 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 That's my automaton, having fun with that.
1: <laughs> I've been just watching you do that.
0: Yeah, I was having Ugh. fun with
1: it. Okay. <laughs> do you fun... have a topic this week or? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you know. Are we at Jordan's playhouse?
0: <laughs> what, you know what I was What's thinking, happening? You know what I was thinking about doing for my topic. What? We're just playing.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> it's just a bunch of ruffling around and... and a bunch of
0: noises and stuff. Yeah, let's just play. Let's play. Goats. We're just playing around. Um, I'm no, I, I have some topics. Okay. I have some topics. Wait, really quick though. Since it is the holiday episode only because this is coming out around the holiday time. Yes. I wanted to just talk really quick. What's your favorite uh, holiday treat? What's your favorite holiday cookie?
1: My fav- Well, I've made so many cookies today that I kind of hate cookies right now.
0: Okay. What's your favorite holiday? <sighs> what's your favorite holiday snack? Because, okay, so Hmm. specifically, whenever we go to your mom's house, it's nothing but little finger food snacks for the holidays. Yeah, it's usually like
1: meatballs. Yeah. um, Spicy buffalo dip. Anything with meat in it. Our family loves meat. And we're not big meat people, so...
0: No. Well, I mean, like eh. technically, scientifically, we are big meat people because
1: yeah, we are made out of meat.
0: <laughs> we're we're big meat people, <laughs> but when it comes to eating it, yeah, we're not big meat people. But yeah. our family and we we are Midwestern, so there are a lot of dips and stuff. But there's yes. also just a lot of hot spreadable meat stuff.
1: Pretty much, yeah. There's like croissants and meat stuff.
0: I do love croissants
1: and like casseroles. Uh-huh. And then every time we go to your parents' house, we either have lamb or some form of crab cake.
0: <laughs> yes. And then my mom, because my mom loves lamb. And whenever we eat lamb, I think we've had lamb, I don't know, 4,000 times together. Yeah. But every time before we're about to eat lamb, whether or not it's the holidays or not, Linda Reed will call and go, do you guys like lamb? <laughs> I was thinking about making lamb, and then she always says she's going to make lamb with tzatziki, but she can't say tzatziki, so she always... I was thinking about making lamb. Does Lindsay like tzatziki's sauce? (laughs) Um, That's okay. Well, that's it. Well, do you have a favorite holiday snack? Uh, Favorite holiday little munchie? hmm,
1: Cookie-wise, I do like those. What are they? The little Mexican wedding cakes or something? Yeah, those
0: are great. Those
1: are really good. Um, I don't know. I kind of get a little sweeted out during the holidays because you grab a cookie here and there because you're just lounging around and then you just feel sick. It's
0: easy to get sweeted out.
1: Yeah, Um, I did make a like chocolate truffle tart, which I'm excited for everybody to eat because we did a test run and tried it and it was pretty good.
0: It was very good. Um, Yes.
1: I don't know. What about you?
0: I don't know, like now I was just thinking about those that crock pot full of meatballs that's always at your mom's, and <laughs> I love those. I know this isn't spooky at all, but whatever it's a it's this is it's a holiday episode.
1: well, it's kind of scary because of the amount of animals yeah. our families massacre well, those for
0: meatballs those meatballs aren't like awesome meatballs, so I doubt there's really any animal in them.
1: yeah, it might it's just be like just bone
0: bone and dust. And like (laughs) sauce. (laughs) Uh, But cookies, I really like those little Mexican wedding cakes. Those are delicious. I don't know. Even though I know it's like not necessarily, what's the word? Not topical, but like in season. Mm Because I feel like pumpkin, oh, I really like pumpkin rolls. But I feel like those are more so around like the Thanksgiving time. Yeah. But I do like a pumpkin roll.
1: Yeah, your mom made a bunch of pumpkin rolls this year.
0: She made another one too. And I'm stoked. Okay. Okay. That's it. Well, I do actually have some stories. Yeah. I promise I do. Do you want one about voices, an insect, or something that happened to you and me?
1: Hmm. I don't know. Let's do voices.
0: Okay, we'll get the voices. I was really th- I really thought the first one you're going to say you and me and I had that one ready. Um, but you know, maybe we'll get there. <laughs> okay. OK. So this is from the subreddit Paranormal, and it is from Reddit user Andre the Giant, 925. Hmm. So the 925th Andre the Giant.
1: I was going to say, is there 925 of them?
0: At least on Reddit. Wow. Yeah, at least on Reddit. So this one's short and sweet, and it's tagged as being unexplained. I can make that creepier though. It's tagged as being unexplained. Was that creepier? Or...
1: Yeah, I'm sure you'll probably add some effect to it. Post-edit. I will not.
0: No, I will not add a single effect to it.
1: Well, that's bummer.
0: And I won't even add an effect to what I'm about to say now. Spooky sound. That will. That also will not have had an effect hmm. on it whatsoever. Here's the story, Lindsay. I'm ready. Last night at about one in the morning, my dog started to bark like crazy. Now, this has happened to you and me a few times, and we don't live around anybody, and it always makes me nervous.
1: Right. Because you're like, what is out there?
0: It's a a critter or a creature.
1: And it's getting in my trash.
0: (laughs) Whatever it is. (laughs) It's a critter or a creature or a guy named Chris. And I don't like it. I wasn't sure if I was hearing it right, so I put my ear to the door. Then I hear the barking. Okay, so obviously this person is a monster, and their dog does not sleep in the same room as them. Yeah. I get it. Whatever. Different strokes. But this person was in their room and they put their ear to the door to hear the dog barking somewhere else. Okay. Then I hear the barking and so I wasn't sure if I was hearing it right. So I put my ear to the door. Okay. Got it. Then I hear the barking and someone walks through the hallway and says, why are you barking? My first thought was my dad was out there. So, yeah. So I waited a little and walked out and pretended to be half asleep because I was supposed to be asleep. Okay. All right.
1: Okay. So the dad does live in the house. The
0: dad lives in the house. Okay. So okay. it could
1: have been. I, w- I was thinking this was like a forty year old man. Me too. And like <laughs> <laughs> he's in the house by himself and he heard that.
0: Well, you would think forty year old man because it's the nine hundred twenty fifth Andre the Giant. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I walked down the hallway, then turned, expecting to see my dad next to the cage. I got instant chills throughout my body, and no one was there. I walked to my parents' room and opened the door, and they were both sleeping. Hmm. Creepy.
1: That's creepy. Did the dog stop barking then?
0: I Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. I'm not sure. That's, that's the end of the story. And I don't have Andre the Giant 925's cell phone number anymore because we had that falling out a few years ago.
1: Yeah. What was that about again? Huh? What was it about again? What was what? Your falling out.
0: Which falling out?
1: Between you and Andre the Giant 900 and something 47.
0: Uh, oh, 925? Yeah. Yeah. They were It's um, being rude to me and.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, my they family. said that
1: really rude thing. I forget what it was, though.
0: Yeah. They said, you shut up or I'll make. You shut up, because... or I'll
1: make you a sandwich.
0: No, that was 926. Oh. They said Andre the Giant 925 was like, You shut up, or I'm going to tell everyone you're a booger boy. And I was like, You
1: butter not. I know, you really hate being a booger boy. Uh huh.
0: And I yelled through my teeth like that. Mm. So, yeah, that was a falling out.
1: Yeah. Side note speaking of booger boy, do you think there's <laughs> poop wine sommelier? Well, that's
0: a really good question. There very well could be poop wine sommeliers. I
1: mean, a sommelier probably had to have tried it to see, right? Well, I probably is the
0: key word because hmm. I don't think any self-respecting sommelier yeah. would go would read the email that says, hey, want to try this poop wine to let us know if it's good? <laughs> I bet you any sommelier...
1: Do you think they tricked them? No, because they're sommeliers. They should know what's in it.
0: Yeah, they they would know what's in it from probably a mile away. Their sniffers are probably like, uh, I feel like I'm going somewhere where poop is. And then they get closer and closer and they're like, oh, this is definitely a poop, sort of like a poop prank. Yeah. But I think any sommelier worth their weight in uh, Pinot Noir would not go anywhere near this poop wine. Right. But we were talking with our buddy, Chris, who was on an episode of Bonding. He said, though, that sometime, or he was at a tasting or something, because Chris, he's not a sommelier, but he works in the wine industry, and he knows way more than you and I will ever know about wine. Uh. I just know I like this kind and this kind. <laughs> um, but he was saying that some people have, like, sniffed their wine and gone, oh, I'm getting, like, a kind of, like, a poop smell.
1: Yeah, barnyardy. Yeah, which yuck. Yeah, I wouldn't want that.
0: No, I don't want that. I feel I don't like want being a, a sommelier
1: smell. and having good palate and stuff like that—it would, ca- would kind of be a curse because, like, <laughs> then things are gonna like you're gonna pick up things.
0: Yeah, you are. You're gonna smell a lot of smells.
1: Anyways, well, let's continue.
0: Okay. Well, was was that scary? Uh, was that story scary? Yeah, that was creepy. I thought it was pretty creepy.
1: I wouldn't want to hear a voice.
0: No, neither would I. You ready for the insect one? Yes. Here we go. This is from the subreddit "Glitch in the Matrix," which I would have put this in another subreddit. Okay. You'll and you'll know why. This is from the Reddit user or the Reddit user rather, "Southside Snapper," which is a cool dance trick, I think too.
1: It's the Southside Snapper. Hey cool cats.
0: Come to my cool, come to my cool jazz club and get get your feet moving on the dance floor, grab your partner and do the South Side Snapper.
1: Bird is the word. Get your South Side Snapper.
0: <laughs> That's a fun thing. Yeah. Was it?
1: Well, maybe this is the glitch in the matrix is uh, the snapper is from the past.
0: Okay. Well, maybe so. Okay. Ready for this? Yep. The title of the story is "Did I see a soul leaving a dying insect?" A dying insect. Hmm. Which I don't know. Maybe you did
1: already. I would say maybe it doesn't belong in Glitch in the Matrix.
0: Exactly. This would this, this this belongs in the subreddit insect para- paranormal insect stuff.
1: Yeah, but I could see th- that. They probably couldn't find that subreddit, so. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, I guess I'll just put it here.
0: Uh, All right, ready for this one? I'm ready. When I've told this story to people, they kind of just look bewildered. I thought this would be a great place to post and find out if anyone else has ever seen seen similar. Around 10 years ago, before my husband and I lived together, he was round at my flat and we were hanging out watching movies. A large moth started flying about the room. And my husband, who hates any kind of bug, decided to kill it. He got a fly swatter and after a few attempts managed to hit it and the weirdest thing happened that only I saw. Now, I do want to say this. I also don't like bugs very much at all. I will, uh, if I see a bug that's bigger than like a quarter, I'll run, I'll maybe scream really loud. I don't like a lot of bugs.
1: No, but, but I moths, love,
0: I love moths.
1: Yeah, they're really harmless. I will I mean, let
0: I will let a thousand moths crawl on my face. Okay. I will let moths spoon feed me soup.
1: Yeah, because that's something they like to do.
0: I would let I would float away nude on a blanket of moths.
1: <laughs> okay. That's really unfortunate for all the moths that have no. to carry your nope. nude body. We
0: have a cool relationship.
1: Mm. If I
0: was gonna, if I was gonna make a really cool entrance somewhere, how about this? I would put on like a cool diaper or something, or like some yeah. sort of like a cool, like a maybe like something like a like a toga, but like. There, there would be some sort of like prominent diaper feature on this thing. Okay. And I would make the entrance on a just being carried in by thousands and thousands of moths. I love yeah. moths. They're great. You know what would
1: be cooler than like you just laying on a carpet is if they formed like a chair Ooh. and then hovered you in that way. So you like came on a throne.
0: Or if they surrounded your entire body and kind of made like it was like you were wearing like a moth wetsuit, mm-hmm. but only your head was visible. But they had, like, you had, like, a like a moth crown, and they flew that way, but, you know, you were able to be carried through the air in, like, a cool moth suit.
1: Or they, like, form around, like, those inner tube things that you float around on, but, like, the really trendy ones they have out now that, like, look like flamingos or something. Oh,
0: yeah, or, like, a unicorn eating a donut or and whatever. you wear your
1: goggles, and they float you in. Yes. That's cool. Or I Shamu. Love- which or Shamu. Shamu was like, impossible to get onto.
0: Oh, the actual raft itself?
1: Yeah, the Shamu raft. Like, you could not get on that raft. (laughs) I feel like that was just letting you know, like, hey, SeaWorld, we shouldn't be capturing these animals. You can't even float on them.
0: Also, how out of shape and embarrassing is it or how out of shape do you feel and how embarrassing is it when you're trying to get on a raft in public and you keep like you go, <laughs> and
1: well, you're like, it's loud. It's like, it's loud, you're, 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 you're rubs
0: against your body and you keep falling off. I get always
1: stuck your bathing suit almost <sighs> like bunches up either. It's up your butt cheek or it's I like, feel, you got a f- boob out. <laughs> you
0: got a boob out. I always feel so. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing.
1: Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's not great. That's why I
0: don't go on rafts. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a raft guy. I'm not a raft guy because I know I'm not going to be able to get on the raft.
1: One time I was camping with some of my girlfriends and we went to get on paddle boats.
0: Happy holidays, everybody.
1: <laughs> and the guy that was helping us get on the paddle boat was like a cute younger guy. And we all got on the boat. And then my one of my girlfriends realized that her boob was hanging out of her bikini. Okay. And she didn't know. But, like, she know, she knew that, like, he definitely saw that when we got in the boat. Yeah. So then we were out there, and she didn't want to go back in until his shift was over.
0: I get that. Which
1: was, like, hours. So we were, like, out there floating around, and, like, all of us were really hungry, and it was, like, one of those things, because we're all, like, 14. Yeah. It was, like, one of those things that it just seemed like we were out there for days, and, like, we were strategizing, like... Well, maybe one of us could swim back and like get us some snacks or something. I'll
0: like, put all the food in my mouth and I'll swim back out here and <laughs> I, I won't take it out of the package so it'll be dry. That's the one thing. Like when you get in an embarrassing situation, you try so hard. Now I've never had a boob out in front of in front of a lifeguard <laughs> well, that's or good. something, but like. I've been in a few embarrassing situations where maybe that's bonus content stuff, Uh where it's like now my whole day, or depending on the severity of of the embarrassment, now my whole year is avoiding that person because of how embarrassed I was. And you go out of your way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've, wow. Embarrassing stories to me are so funny. (laughs) They're so funny. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, so, uh, got a fly swatter, hit the thing. The weirdest thing happened that only I saw. The moth dropped down to the floor. However, where it has been in the air, a bright green neon outline of the moth appeared. It was really bright, then dimmed and disappeared. It was over so quick, and I asked my husband if he had seen it, and he hadn't as he was looking up. I've tried to Google to see if there was anything similar, but nothing comes up, exclamation mark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm convinced it was the soul dying, and yes, I do believe every living thing has one. I agree. I, I also agree. I would love to hear your thoughts on what I saw and hear of other possible explanations. So hit the moth, hit the yeah. ground, and a neon green outline of the moth goes whoop, out of the moth and then disappears.
1: See, I didn't expect a neon green. I just thought like a little cloud, like a white little cloud. You always think that when like a soul comes out. Like, yeah. you don't think a neon green.
0: No, especially hmm. a neon green outline.
1: I mean, it's kind of a bummer that her husband didn't see it because it's like, usually when you have two people that are a little more credible, it's a little more like, huh, that is interesting. Yeah. But I mean, it's still unusual.
0: It is unusual. I was hmm. like, okay, so I also think that everything has a soul. Things have souls, whatever. Your shoes. Your shoes, souls. Very good joke, Lindsay. <laughs> but like, what if What if this person saw a moth soul leaving a moth body?
1: Do you get like extra bonus pi- like points in life if you see a, like a moth soul? Of course you do. That's hard to say.
0: Moth soul?
1: I have a hard time just saying moth.
0: So do I, because I'm always worried I'm going to over enunciate or enunciate right? Is that the right <laughs> word? I'm going to over... I We me, have
1: a podcast, we don't know how to say words.
0: Me always scared, am going to say word too much. Yeah. Moth.
1: moth. Is, I have a hard time with sloth, too.
0: Sloth is also a very difficult word to say.
1: Can we, like, change that?
0: Okay, so what do you want to call a moth? What's a new name for a moth?
1: A mo. Yeah. Get rid of the T-H. Let's come up with something
0: totally different. Totally different.
1: Uh, I can't. What do
0: they do? They're kind of dusty little buddies. They call them dusty buddies.
1: Dusty buddies. Yeah, yeah, sure. Or
0: like a dusty flapper.
1: But what are you going to call a sloth?
0: Slow poke? Like the that pokey man? Slow poke. Slow poke. <laughs> yeah, just like that pokey man.
1: The pokey man. Okay.
0: Okay so, why, sure. okay, so are we agreed that moths are now called dusty flappers?
1: I thought they were dusty buddies.
0: I like flappers because they fly.
1: Okay. Or they kind of flap.
0: Like, I, I think of flying as more elegant and they graceful. Kind of flutter. Dusty Flutters.
1: <laughs> Dusty
0: Flutters is way better than Dusty Flutters. Dusty
1: Flutters sounds like somebody's name, like, in the South.
0: Like, uh, the bass player in Cat Stevens' group, like, from, like, the 70s.
1: Dusty Flutters.
0: Of course, Dusty Flutters always wore a bandana around his head, uh, around his head and had a giant gray mustache. hmm Dusty Flutters.
1: All right. That's
0: basically it. <laughs> okay. Now, are you ready for the story that happened to us?
1: Yeah. Do I remember the story or no?
0: <laughs> you know, Lynn? <Linds, laughs> I really have no way of knowing.
1: Tell me my thoughts.
0: <laughs> do I? Before you say anything, and I know what it is. Do uh-huh. I remember that?
1: <laughs> well, you know me pretty well.
0: Yeah. Do I think I? <laughs> you would. You would remember this. Okay. Okay. So this is in the Reddit or this is in the subreddit high strangeness in the Wait, video. I thought
1: this happened to us.
0: It did. This oh. is, it oh. happened to someone else. And okay. you and I have always been looking for this thing or whatever. Oh, it just got so loud. You yeah. and I have always been looking for something similar to this and we couldn't find it. Remember, I uh-huh. think we've talked about it on the show. You and I were in an airplane and we were flying to Oregon and we were somewhere over Nevada or New Mexico. Oh, and yeah. we saw that extremely bright light. Yeah. Like impossibly bright.
1: Like almost as if it was like a very, very big building made out of all shining steel or something. Or like
0: think like like a like a miniature sun. Like it was so it was so bright and white. Yeah. Like it's not like it was really difficult to look at, like it was that bright, but it was like alarmingly bright. Right. This weird little thing. Someone captured footage. Of the exact same thing.
1: Flying over the same area?
0: Flying over the same area. So I think hmm. it's the exact same thing we saw. Look, it looks exactly like it.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, what did they say that it was?
0: I don't know. Their their whole thing was just strange lights seen, seen from airplane at 30,000 feet on December 8th. And then this one person says, uh, I saw one on December 3rd in Illinois. And I'm just waiting for December 21st. I don't know why. What's December 21st? What's happening on December 21st? Jupiter and Saturn align. Supposedly Saturn has a portal. That's what my. That's what the hexagonal huh. storm is. My. Uh, okay. Well, I think. Oh, and then they start talking about the great conjunction, like from the from the dark crystal. So, anyways, they they get a little bit too out of control. But this person says, honestly, getting a bit spooked that these light orbs are popping up so often. Incredible ones. I've compiled a long list of only credible sightings, blah, blah, blah. And they've seen these from Norway to Texas. These weird, anomalous, extremely bright lights on the ground seen from an airplane.
1: Yeah, I've, like, tried to debunk a little bit of what it was, but I'm like, it could be a building, it could be a big power plant, like... But I don't, I mean, it's pretty bright. I mean, we should definitely post that video because that's exactly what we saw. I mean, it was very unusual.
0: Very unusual. Yeah, mm. I will, I'll post the video when I, on Twitter, underneath where um, our episode is posted. I'll post that exact same video. Has anyone else, has anyone listening, Is anyone listening, <laughs> has anyone else who's, listened, who's listening to the show, have you seen anything like this? Like the
1: bright lights. Very bright light. Well, that was the same flight that it was kind of getting darker and you fell asleep and I was looking out the window and all you saw was just like so much stuff on fire. It was crazy because that was when the forest fires were happening over by like California, Portland, Washington. That's
0: right. And
1: it was just crazy that we were flying over these like humongous forest fires and before i saw those is when we saw that big shining light
0: that's it's right. very weird it is very weird
1: and especially if you're flying kind of over nevada it's always weird because it's like area 51 it's, weirdness so. Yeah.
0: and now a lot of people don't know this but maybe and i'm just thinking of this for the first time maybe flying over nevada is that bright light was created from a bunch of aliens at a skate park, just shredding.
1: Maybe. Or they were doing like an SOS signal because they were like, get us out of this government building. Mm,
0: might have been a skate park.
1: Yeah, might have been. They might
0: have been doing a 5-0 grind fakie, fakie 5-0 grind nolly heel flip.
1: Well, that's really unusual that <laughs> someone else saw that and people still don't have like an answer like i was immediately thinking like someone was going to be like oh it's when the government does this and this and this and then there's some kind of conspiracy with yeah.
0: it someone was going to well actually everybody's fun
1: yeah if if
0: people are having fun don't well actually them because okay great i'm sure we could look the information up let's all just play pretend
1: <laughs> yeah. please but i do like a factual statement though
0: i do too from time to time but i also like playing pretend all the time I know you do. But I do like facts. Yes, that, that is true. Great. Well, that's <laughs> it. Well, I think that's the end of our holiday episode. Is there anything we need to... Yeah,
1: it wasn't super holiday-ish. I mean, we sang a song. We talked a little bit about, you know, be careful of seeing Santa and his elf because they might arrest you.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Ser- watch out. Seriously. <laughs>
1: And what was that thing that the horse call that sings to you?
0: Oh, um, Cloppy.
1: The Wham.
0: Cloppy, <laughs> Cloppy Whamster.
1: The, the Wham. Um, it's the Welsh Christmas holiday tradition, the Mary loud. That I'm saying that right? L W Y D.
0: L W Y D. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce that word. La- L L W Y D.
1: Yeah. Lud,
0: <laughs> I was just calling
1: it the l- laud. cause oh, yeah, sure, that's fine. I just kind of guessed.
0: I well that's what
1: most of our topics are.
0: Yeah, us uh, but that's topics. That's our entire show is guessing about stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Acting like we know what we're talking about. No, we actually do not act like we know what we're talking about. Basically. <laughs> I think we've made it pretty abundantly clear that we do not know what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, but we talk about fun stuff, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. he hee hee. He he he. Well <laughs> Should we wrap this holiday edition up and everybody yes. have a safe, fun, wonderful, socially distanced holiday?
0: Yeah. I think before we do, let's say this. This is our 140th episode and I'm not surprised we've made it this far, but I'm just so happy that we've made it this far mm-hmm. in this show and doing the things and everyone's been so patient with us because our lives have gotten a little bit busier and like things ebb and flow. We're not releasing weekly and yada yada but i'm just very happy that all of you are listening and that you continue to listen and that you're kind to each other and you're nice to us and it's just it's just a nice thing i never really expected Like, to have this really cool community of extremely friendly people and very inclusive and progressive people who, you know, just just because we wanted to have a show about ghosts and weird stuff.
1: Yeah, I think it's wonderful. It's the best.
0: It's the best thing ever.
1: And speaking of great people, we want to say thank you to Eli Rexford Chambers. He is a flute-armed, little talented, music little musician buddy. (laughs) Um, We know him. We like him. He wrote the music that you hear at the beginning and the middle and the end. You can find him on social meds at Eli who does music.
0: That's right. You can. Thank you. Thank you, Eli. Ha 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 ha. Eli, thanks. We would also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network. It's a network of podcasts and other fun stuff that we're happy to be a part of. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com. And listen to, and like, you know, just like search stuff and listen to some of the other fun shows on the network. Uh, You can look at the merch store. There's all sorts of stuff on there. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff. There's a scavengers network, Patreon, that's getting updated pretty regularly with a lot of weird bonus content and random little episodes of shows that don't exist that we just do for fun. That's patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Check it out if you'd like.
1: Yeah, you can donate from anything from like, you know, $2 to $200 million. To, uh, well, we said last time, if you donate 2000 a month, you can actually come live with us.
0: Yeah, uh, sure. Why not? I don't care.
1: <laughs> we have two extra rooms. That's fine.
0: Yeah, we have a dog that doesn't like anyone else yeah
1: you have to fit a certain mold with her she's not very progressive
0: no because she doesn't like any new friends well i think that's actually kind of progressive it's like i only have the friends i have i'm not making new friends that's
1: true she likes her bubble
0: she does like her bubble
1: we'd also like to thank each and every one of you because without you guys listening it's just us talking to Mm -hmm. ourselves
0: Mm -hmm. it sure is And also, hey, if you'd like, I'm going to plug it for her. Check out Lindsay's website. It's wonderful. She's designing a bunch of stuff. She's making a bunch of cool art. She's doing commissions for basically whatever you want. Kelprabbit.com.
1: They're not for whatever you want, but...
0: (laughs) If you want a drawing of each of your teeth, that might be something Lindsay will do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm also a dentist. So yeah, check it out at kelprabbit.com. Also, we'd like to give a shout out to our pal... Justin Meeks at J Meeks apothecary. you can find a bunch of cool resin and candles. The candle smells awesome and it burns forever. I highly recommend.
0: Yeah, it was almost like it was it made me nervous how slow it was burning because I thought it was enchanted by a wizard.
1: It maybe is.
0: <laughs> okay, well, you can go to Jmeeks Dash apothecary. I said it right. Ooh. jmeeks-apothecary.com that one i was just kind of bragging and showing off mm-hmm. check out some stuff and go support a wonderful human who's making wonderful stuff
1: you can always follow us on social meds at spooky underscore spouses maybe you just need to you know look at our stuff or hey maybe you have a haunted question that you need to ask Well, good thing that we have a haunted hotline so you can call it and you can ask us and we could kind of try to maybe help you.
0: That's true. You can call whenever you want and it will go straight to voicemail. So you don't need to worry about having a weird conversation with two very weird humans. That's Lindsay and myself. The phone number is 803-816-2667. Call and ask some stuff. We have some in there right now. We haven't gotten to because we've just been flapping our flapping our faces. But call us. It'll be
1: fun. Yeah, if you forget the number like I do, head on over to SpookySpousesCast.com and check out our new merchandise because it has the phone number on it.
0: It sure does. And that's really neat.
1: Say you're in trouble and you need that number. Good thing it's on you.
0: Well, you'd have to have someone read it off of your back.
1: Well, yeah, you have the monster or whatever is attacking you, read it to you and then Yeah. And then you're like, Okay, time in, like Zach Morris, time in. Mm. Okay, you can continue mm. murdering me while I call this number.
0: Now it does go to voicemail, so you, you're not gonna talk to anybody, which stinks mm-hmm. in an emergency situation, but like maybe, you know, you just call it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday week and is safe and is careful and just, you know, soaks in the love. I hope
0: everybody does the same stuff, but instead of, but also in addition to soaking in the love, you also soak in a bath of eggnog. Ew. I bet you that's so good for your skin. Maybe. All that nog.
1: spice, though?
0: All the nog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you it's really good for your skin. Anyone doing that in the beauty industry? Anyone doing a nog, nog bath? Anyone doing a nog bath?
1: I don't know. Maybe that's your new thing.
0: Ooh, we got some dairy-free nog. I'm stoked about it.
1: Well, until next <laughs> week, have a wonderful spooky holiday.
0: Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. Ch ch chu. Cheese, please. Lens.
1: Don't forget the G's, Louise.
0: And just like clockwork, Molly is <laughs> on the bed in the room, the next room over, just losing her mind.
1: Yeah, she likes to ruin the guest bed. Can we hear it? She stopped, it seems. Oh. Okay. And, and she's good.
0: And <laughs> that'll do it. Lynz, thanks so much. Thanks. The
1: Scavengers Network.
0: Creator-driven.
1: Community-focused.
0: Treasured content. PodCube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery. Recorded on location in 1880, simply search Podcube, all one word in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com Podcube, the future is yesterday Be well